you have a safety net on the arrays. Even an administrator can't delete that data. I kind of think of it as the airbags on the car. It's not the only security control you're going to use, but the airbags might just make it so you walk away from a really bad event unscathed. Hi, I'm Marianne Bohr with Hims. In this episode, we're sitting down with Andy Stone, Chief Technology Officer at Pure Storage Americas. Today, we'll be talking about how to combat ransomware before, during, and after. Before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Pure Storage for sponsoring this podcast. Andy, thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about how Pure Storage is helping organizations combat ransomware today? Hey, Marianne, sure. We're looking at things on a number of fronts. As you mentioned, the kind of before, during, and after approach, trying to find ways to help combat the whole ransomware threat. Specifically, we have a, a terrific feature on our arrays called Safe Mode. And Safe Mode is a set of super immutable snapshots. And what I mean by that is that not only can they not be changed once they're taken, but they also can't be deleted, even by someone with administrative capabilities. Now, we built these snapshots a number of years back, initially for insider threat protection. And the idea is that they are a set of out-of-band, multi-factor authenticated snapshots. You have a number of named administrators on the customer side who have a unique PIN number registered with Pure Support. If you need to fully delete data from a Pure Array, Two of the named individuals have to call into peer support. They're validated by our support team. They're validated by our account team. Then they can open a remote session so that peer support can remote in and actually help delete data that needs to be deleted. You have a safety net on the arrays. Even an administrator can't delete that data. I kind of think of it as the airbags on the car. It's not the only security control you're gonna use. So in a car, you're still gonna use seat belts. You're still gonna use brakes. But the airbags might just make it so you walk away from a really bad event unscathed. And safe mode is that feature. We're also looking at some new and evolutionary things like resiliency architectures that would help bring customers, businesses back online very quickly after such an attack. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. Do you think there's anything an organization can truly do to protect itself from a malware infection or a ransomware attack? Beforehand, it's really hard, right? Anyone that shows up to your doorstep saying they can detect ransomware before it actually is launched in your environment is flat out lying to you. So you probably need to turn and run the other way. The reality is it's because of the way that that malware strain works in an environment. It kind of runs as a hidden process on endpoints and you don't see it until it actually is launching its, its ransomware campaign. Now that said, there are a number of things that you can do to protect yourself. I generally bucket into four or five areas. The first is hygiene. Bar none, the number one thing you can do to protect yourself from many of these malware events is good hygiene. And what I mean by that is having a hygiene program that gives you the ability to patch your systems quickly. Critical vulnerabilities within a day, highs within a couple of days, mediums within a week, and lows within a month. That should be your gold standard. It's really hard to achieve, I get it. By the way, nobody wants to own the hygiene program in an IT shop. If you offer uh, you know, extra money, people are still gonna be running from the, for the doors you know, to get away from it. Hygiene is bar none the most critical thing that you can do to, to 
elevate your ability to protect yourself from these attacks. Because when you patch, it makes it that much harder for the tools to run. And when the tools don't run, it creates resistance or friction for the attacker. And, and they'll a lot of times likely turn and run the other way. The number two thing is all around authentication. And I don't just mean simple multi-factor authentication. We all know that that can be circumvented. What I'm talking about are things like credential vaulting. So leveraging something like a Beyond Trust or a CyberArk, get all, like literally all admin credentials into one of these platforms. That again, raises the, the bar for the attacker tremendously. If they can't get admin credentials in your environment, it makes it really hard for them to move laterally and do any damage. It causes a lot of extra work on their part. The third thing I'd focus in on is awareness training. And it's not just end user awareness training, so a fish me campaign or something along those lines, but rather things like tabletop exercises with your executives. You need to be running executive tabletops at least once a year, if not twice, and to demonstrate and actually role play out how one of these events will occur in your environment. You also need to do one every couple of years or preferably every year with your board of directors. Everyone needs to understand how these events unfold and how they're gonna play when they actually occur. And then one of the last things I think is around logging. Again, just like admin credentials, we need to log everything, log all of your systems, get those logs into a single fast and scalable pool of data. So ingest everything into a single platform where you can then do correlations on that data across three areas, the endpoint, the end user, and the network. So really important, those three things. So we're ingesting all the data, we're correlating that data across those three areas. We're then going to orchestrate the outputs from that up to our cyber threat hunters so that they can be way more effective in their searches. So instead of having to, you know, search a whole entire field for some needle, you know, in the haystack, so to speak, we're giving them a sniper rifle scope saying, go look right there. Now, this is another area where Pure can help because we have the fastest analytics platforms on the market today with our new FlashBlade S series. The important thing to understand that differentiates Pure in this space is that we give you the ability to both ingest data and correlate data at the same time without creating a bottleneck. Most storage platforms allow you to do one or the other. You can either ingest fast or you can correlate fast, but you can't do both. Got it. Now, what do you think should be the core components of a company's data protection toolkit? If you can actually protect your data, so make sure that your data is actually being protected so that it can be recovered post an event. That's another key element of your toolkit, right? So all these backup solutions and, and everything else on the market, they don't do you any good if they don't work, right? So you have to make sure that you have a working tool set in the environment that's very, very fast at recovering once the event happens. And lastly, you know, maybe some components that, that people don't just generally think about are things like legal retainers, forensic retainers. So making sure that you have line of sight to the right support and the right help 
once these events actually occur. Got it. Now, Andy, how likely do you think it is for a healthcare organization to get attacked? Very. In today's world, it's extremely likely. The malware attackers, specifically ransomware attackers, have a heavy line of sight to healthcare right now. They're seen as easy targets, frankly, kind of just plucking them off as they can. Um, these malware attackers also know the value of the data that healthcare holds. The value is just incredible. We see about these attacks every single day. I think I, I read about one what, two days ago. Healthcare, unfortunately, it is just a prime target right now. So we really have to raise our guard and be ready for the attack, ready to recover at a moment's notice. Right. Now, Andy, what are the steps that a healthcare organization can take after an attack? The only thing that an organization really cares about is speed of recovery, right? They don't care about any of your backup tools. They don't care about your storage, none of that stuff. They just care about, you know, is my business back up and running yet? And if not, why not? And when will it be? So there are some very specific things that you can do ahead of time to make sure that, that that's going to be the case. First is to build out what I called earlier on a resiliency architecture. And the idea here is we want to have tiers of recoverability for your applications and your data. When you get attacked, not all applications are necessarily treated equally, right? But we want to be able to restore them very quickly from something like a snapshot. So instead of having to go to a backup medium, which, you know, don't get me wrong, backups are very important. You want to have backups and you want to have fast backups. But where you can leverage snapshots in earlier tiers of your architecture, you can get your applications and therefore your business back up and running much, much faster. What we've been working with a number of healthcare organizations actually to advocate is this concept of a resiliency architecture whereby we run primary applications on Pure. We leverage what are called our safe mode snapshots. They're very unique in the industry and we're the only ones that have those, but we protect those snapshots on that early tier. And then we replicate those snapshots to a middle tier so that we have them for forensics capabilities and other things. Now, by doing that, if you get attacked, we can immediately restore those snapshots into a sandbox environment where they can be very quickly cleaned by an incident response team. And you could be up and running in minutes or maybe an hour versus having to even go to the, the fastest backup, like which is running on pure, is still going to be way slower, you know, exponentially slower than that restore time where you might be talking traditionally hours or maybe even days, we're now talking about minutes or maybe an hour to get your business back up and running. That's really impressive. It's a new way of thinking about this recovery, but businesses love it. Right, I bet. Now, um, how can pure storage help protect healthcare data? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the resiliency architecture as one point, but then leveraging even our rapid restore backup technology you know, so where you do have backups running on Commvault or Cohesity, Rubrik, we can make those really, really fast. We're able to help pull data back from archival tiers like that as well. Think of Pure as multifaceted. Where you want near instant recoverability up front, we can help you design and develop that technology or bring that technology in. 
We can give you an additional tier for forensic support and then a backup tier that is extremely fast. That all sounds very exciting. If our listeners want to learn more about this, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, look us up at purestorage.com. I also have a a blog at blog.purestorage.com slash tags slash cybersecurity. You can see the different articles that we have posted. And you can also email me at stone at purestorage.com. Terrific. Andy, thank you so much for joining us today and for your insights. And a special thanks to Pure Storage for sponsoring this podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your day. 